All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Sanctify Health podcast. Uh, my name is Juliana, and I'm here with Lee. What's up, everybody? <laughs> um, we haven't done one of these in a long time. Yeah, it's it's difficult to build consistency, or at least build this, be consistent at doing this. It's just not not as easy as as you think. Life is just so busy. Yeah, I mean, we have time though, babe. I mean, it's a Thursday. In the middle of the afternoon, and we're both at home. We're both kind of just chilling. Because we don't have jobs anymore. Playing Fortnite. That is so not true. <laughs> we have jobs. They're just not consistent jobs. We have been grinding at Fortnite, trying so, to get really good so we can make money and like stream off of it. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. No. That's I'll, what I'll, Lee wanted to do in college. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought about doing for like three months. And I was, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> But we're both getting like semi good, I would say. So we should yeah. still try, anyways. Yeah, but on a on a real note, we we're both personal trainers, and we're just kind of learning that personal training just is really difficult to build up to forty hours a week and have a full time job. Yes, it's just hard. It just takes time. More, I think, more time than we both anticipated. Um, which you're at a commercial gym, and I'm like kind of freelance. Um, doing it on my own and both have kind of have their own challenges, um, and both have their own, you know, wins, but yeah, it's just taken longer than we thought, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We're making it. We're going to make money off our podcast eventually. <laughs> eventually. That's what our hope is. Eventually when this blows up and we can do it more than every six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, babe, what are you, what do we want to talk about today? Um, I think we're going to talk about weight loss, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's your personal experience with weight loss? Um. That's a good, that's a good intro question. That is. I, let's see. I feel like I was kind of always a chubby kid growing up, but then I leaned, I leaned out and. Because of all the goldfish. Yeah, probably. Um, I leaned out like in high school and I would say I was like kind of skinny like I didn't have a lot of muscle I kind of was losing the baby fat so then when I started doing CrossFit I kind of just built muscle up from like you know ground zero um and so I was pretty muscular like throughout high school and college I would say but honestly the drinking ended up getting to me and I think I put on like I think the heaviest I was sitting at was like 150 155 which is not very heavy. Which is not very heavy. No. Let's just to clarify. She just like, looks like a little thick girl I just, at one fifty five. <laughs> well, I'm also like five She's, two, so like yeah, your you know, build's one, also pretty stout. Yeah, I mean, stout build, one, so. I'm stocky, so like one fifty five on my short frame and like my short legs and everything. Like I felt like I felt uncomfortable, yeah. so it just like was not optimal for me to stay at that weight. Honestly, I I functioned really well between like 135 and like 140. That's like perfect for me. Um, so, but I, you know, it was honestly, I put on the weight by drinking way too much and like eating like crap, um, especially like kind of later at night. So like, I feel like all I did was cut out those two things and like, I just kind of got back down to where I should be and I kind of stopped looking super inflamed, so. But yeah, what about you? Lee, what's your experience with weight loss? 
I've I've lost weight and gained it quite a few times. I think the first time I lost weight, I was 15. I lost was that when you're dead? 30 pounds. That's when you were fat. <laughs> yeah. That's not, I wasn't fat again, though. We say fat, but <laughs> I was, in reality, I just didn't have a six-pack. And yeah. I was 15. And when you're yeah, 15, you were just a kid. the majority of kids who play sports have six-packs when they're 15. Oh, my gosh. That's just the, that's just the matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is how it is. That's so dumb, though. So I lost 35, maybe 30 to, no, 20 to 30 pounds when I was about 15. I got really lean. I was eating tuna and quinoa every day. And you were how old? I was 15. And I was, I did 500, I was doing 500 push-ups and 1,000 sit-ups every day. I did it for three months and I lost 30 pounds. Oh, wow. And then I got a gym membership and started so you weren't even lifting. You weren't even lifting weights at that point. Uh-uh. It was no. just body weight. I, well, stuff. I just broke my arm too. So I just got out of a cast. So that's how I gained the weight, right? So I, I broke my arm and then I was 15. I was just like, you know, drinking beer and being an idiot. That's all and you were just, doing to gain weight? Because I don't, you didn't eat very bad. I did I didn't exercise though. I wasn't exercising. So you were just so drinking and not and not, not exercising. We were playing video games and stuff too. I'm sure. I don't even remember what I was doing. I just remember that I didn't work out because I had this massive soft cast on. And it was a pain. Like I never got a hard cast. It was only soft. I just can't even imagine you not working out. So it sucked. It was horrible. <laughs> and then I, you know, got super lean again, and I, that's when I kind of got really into lifting weights. And then in you college, were still so young. Yeah. In college, same thing. I gained about 30 pounds after I left VMI, and then I lost it again. I lost it about two months because I just ate chicken and vegetables for three months. I lost it all again. Oh, at VMI? No, after VMI. After VMI. After. Okay. Yeah. At VMI, I lost 30 pounds too because I was just. Well, you were doing so much. It was like eight hours physical. of physical yeah. demand every day. Mm-hmm. And then I. So I lost 30 pounds that second time. When I was a sophomore in college, so I was down like 165, and then a year oh later gosh. I gained almost 40 pounds and almost got to 200 pounds, and then I lost that again. That was when we met. That's when we met again. Yeah. That was in 2021. I don't. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that was in 2021. Yeah. Yeah, and then you. And I lost it again. And then you lost, and, and now I, you're sitting pretty. And then I'm, where are you like? A 175. Yeah. Yeah, which is a pretty healthy weight for me. Yeah. I think essentially what we're both trying to say is that it takes a long time to figure out what's healthy for you. Yes. I think you just got to experiment and if you want to cut weight, cut weight. If you want to gain a little bit, if you want to bulk and figure out how that feels, it doesn't feel very good for most people. Yeah. Well, just a disclaimer, like we're not doctors and like we in no way, shape or form are saying that everyone should function at the numbers we function best at. Like, numbers are numbers. And you have to do the work and you have to figure out what is the best way for you to function and live life optimally. So, you know, while you might function as a 5'11 male at 175, you might function great and that's where you need to be at. Someone who's probably 6'4", 6'5", is not going to Did function at five, that weight. Five? I said 5'10". Okay, never mind. Crazy? No. Alright. You're a little taller you, than me. I heard you wrong. <laughs> eight inches taller than you. Nine inches taller. Um, but yeah, basically. So don't take that as this, like, body weight is just a number. And, you know, I think BMI is effing stupid. 
and when you go to the like I take my weight on this um, fit index scale at the gym I'm at and when I hold up and I Bluetooth sync and it tells me my muscle mass and it tells me my water weight and it tells me um, my bone density all that um, it literally says on there that I'm overweight like the number says I'm overweight based on my yeah, but that's weight based for on, my on height average body mass. based on an average so that's yeah, what i'm saying is nice. like that's just like clearly i'm not overweight like i feel like i am functioning well so you know just kind of take that into um i just what i tell my clients is like base it on how you feel like if you feel good and you feel like you're able to live life and you're able to function and do the things you need to do then by all means like stay at that weight but if you're having trouble doing daily tasks or you feel like shit, like it might be time to kind of reevaluate. Yeah. That's a good, it's a pretty comprehensive experience. What lost do you, weight, what do you tell weight, gain weight, lost weight, gain yeah. weight, lost weight. That's how it goes with most people, to be honest. Yeah. Nobody ever stays. I feel like very, very rarely will anyone stay at the exact same body weight, body fat percent. For well, no, I mean your body tons fluctuates. of years at a time. Yeah, body fluctuates. A yeah. Lot. What do I tell my clients? Yeah. What do you tell your clients like if they come to you and they're like, "I want to lose weight." What yeah. do you What do you kind of What advice will you give them? It's pretty simple. I had a girl, and I've already told you this, but I had a girl come to me a couple weeks ago and say, "You know, I eat a ton of protein. I don't eat a lot of carbs. I feel like." I'm eating clean and I still look the same. I don't have abs and I'm, you know, still soft in my stomach. And I think that it's, it's pretty simple. When you gain weight, you're eating after you're full. That's what, that's what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. When you lose weight, you're not getting full at all. Mm -hmm. So it sucks. And you should, you've told me this a little bit ago, but if you're not going to bed hungry, you're not losing weight. Yeah. And that's just... The way it is. I mean, my dad has lost a lot of weight, and he's like, he's like, like my brother told me, yeah, dad just like doesn't eat as much, and he said it sucks, and he feels like he's starving himself. Which to a degree, right? You don't want to take that so far, and you don't want to starve yourself. Like you need yes, food. You However, need to be, you if, need to be if you're cutting weight and you want to lose weight, like it's suffering, and it's there's going no, to be painful. There's no way you're gonna get out from under the fact that it sucks. Yeah, it's just. Your body's eating itself. Yes. It's using well, it's, itself. Well, it's eating away at your fat. That's what weight loss is. It's dropping your body fat percent. And so... But you're like, also going to lose muscle too. You are. Unless yeah. you take steroids. You're not going to do both the you're same gonna, time. You're going to lose a little bit of muscle. You're going to hopefully lose fat if you're trying to achieve good weight loss. Um, but no, it's, it's going to suck. Like... Anyone who ever says, oh my gosh, it's so easy, take this pill and I'll see you in 30 days. Like, that's just yeah, maybe, total BS. Maybe if you just take the pill and don't eat yeah. anything else, <laughs> yeah. you'll lose a lot of weight. Gosh, I just, I You just can't. get addicted to amphetamines and you'll lose weight. That's beside the point. Don't do that. Though. It's a really <laughs> bad decision. Anyways. Yeah, don't take diet pills. Diet pills are not good. Do, no. And I think that's what people think. It's like this really complicated thing and they have to do this step-by-step -step process and whatever and it's hard but it's not complicated that's what people get it wrong is like they think i have to be taking these certain supplements i have to be eating at this certain time i have to be moving at this certain time and it's like no like yeah. eat a little bit less 
than you normally eat. And if you track macros, you'll figure out where that range is. Eat a little bit less. And that's where you'll see gradual sustainable weight loss. Yeah. There's a little bit of nuance in there too, right? You can take supplements, but supplements are there to supplement a diet. And, they are. And exercise regimen, right? Yeah. They're not, they're not there as the entire source yes. of nutrition or your, your supplement, your just substitute for exercise. That's not what it is. Yes. But there is, right, there is such a thing called carb timing where you eat the majority of your carbohydrates, say 35% before you work mm-hmm. out, 35% after and then 20% later, which can, has been... You can get so technical. Which has some research behind it, which is which I've done and it has, has worked a little bit. But you can also take some supplements that will, you know, they're appetite suppressors. They might help a little bit, but not, you know, not something serious like an like a actual amphetamine. That's, that's a little different, right? But there's still supplements and there's still things you can do if you really want to get into the nitty gritty. But... If we're just talking about simplicity, you just have to eat less and you have to be hungry for a little bit. Yeah. So what do you think about, so when someone comes to you, babe, and says, I either want to look like this or I want to, you know, I want to look like this and I want to lift this weight, right? So they want to do two things at once. So they want to lose weight. So they want to look better, which is what everybody wants. So they want to look look better, but they want to have strength gains. That's what everyone, that's typically what men, right? That's typically what men want. Women, I would say a lot of women want the same thing, but it's more focused on probably how they look. Yeah. Just making a generality. So what do you tell them? So, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think maintaining a sense of being real with your clients is is so important as a trainer because like I mean if they're coming to me and they're saying I want to have six-pack abs I want to have this big butt and like all these other things that like take time to do like it's completely doable but it probably will take a few years at least of discipline and dedication um so you know, maintaining that honesty between the trainer and the client, I think is the most important quality to have as a trainer. Because, you know, I'm going to tell them like, that's great. I'm super happy you want to do that. Um, We can totally, you know, recomp your body and um, sculpt it in these certain areas that you want to, but it's not going to be in 30 days. It's not even going to be in six months. Like, this stuff takes time. This stuff takes discipline. This stuff takes a lot longer than people who walk into a gym think it will take. Yeah, I think I think what you're getting at is, is building a realistic vision for the client that has attainable goals that they can see and they can get. Yes. Well, uh, another thing, too, is like... I know like from sales at the commercial gym and stuff like that, it's like you want to paint this picture for the client, right? Because you want them to be sold on the idea that their life can change. That's a good thing. And I will say that even if your client doesn't achieve the exact results within six months to a year of beginning, they're still going to see results and they're still going to notice a difference if they stick with it. So a lot of the times, like what ends up happening is 
they fall in love instead with the journey. And I guess that's kind of what I want to sell to my client is like fall in love with the journey and the time that it takes to get to point Z because it's going to take time, but, um, point Z, not, not point C, not point Not A to C, but A to Z. Z. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it'll, it'll take time, but like other people will notice like, even the small differences, I feel like you can still see, even if it's not like you walk into a gym and you have six pack abs six months later. Yeah. I mean, I think something that I've noticed a lot is that a lot of my guys, especially, they want to look like the 1% when they haven't been living like the 1%. No. You know what I mean? The 1% have been living like mm-hmm. nobody else for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like, people who want to be jacked have ripped abs they've been working out for let's just say two years and they're above the age of 35 they didn't do they did minimal athletics when they were young Mm -hmm. their body isn't adjusted that kind of stuff by the time you're that old your body has limited capabilities i think it's part of the job of the trainer is to say look man that's a great aspiration but i don't want to you know be a debbie downer but let's be realistic in what you can attain yeah with without chemical enhancement mm-hmm. right even with chemical enhancement like you're not gonna look hard insane because you haven't been doing it for a very long time like i mean i had a guy like he had pointed another guy at the gym he's like man i want to look like that guy i was like you should go ask him how long he's been working out no like, yeah he's he probably above the age of 40 he's probably been lifting weights for two or three decades yeah like he's yep. it's just that's the vast majority of people who really, really look like they've been working out. They've been doing it for a really long mm-hmm. time and they've been living that way. Yeah. Right? Without compromise. So, so that so that's the goal then though. I feel like for me personally and for my clients is like taking that I wanna look like him or I wanna look like her and turning it around and saying, I wanna look like me, but like me at my best. Yeah, and that's super tough. That's super tough. It is. Yeah, it's super hard. It's very hard, especially with like body dysmorphia and things like that. Um, I mean, I was watching a video. I was watching one of Simply Mander's YouTube videos last night, and she FaceTimed this CrossFit athlete. I can't remember what her name is. Uh, Kelly or Carly something. She's on a, a team. And she FaceTimed her, and she was like, okay, when people say, like, she gets all the time, like, I want to look like you, I want to look like you, all these women. And she FaceTimed her, and she was like, so how often do you work out? Like, what's your training regimen? She was like, I work out like six days a week and I do two workouts a day ranging anywhere from an hour and a half to four hours per block. It's like, that's every day, twice a day, like with one rest day. And like, not to mention she has like specially tailored nutrition, recovery. Oh my gosh. It's just... I mean, but that's an elite athlete. That's what CrossFit is built up too. It's built up the image of that body type. Yes. That people want to, which is, in my opinion, pretty deceptive. Yeah. Because this is not how it works. No, it, it is deceptive because I don't think it's healthy to constantly be looking at people and being like, I want to look like them. I want to look like them. Like, them. like, you're never going to look like them. Like, you can look like yourself at its best form and look amazing. But you're not going to look exactly like her. You're not going to look exactly like him because genetics play a huge role. Um, just the way you're built and the way that you carry muscle and carry fat in your body, it's going to be largely different for everyone. So I don't know. For me personally, I just feel like 
you can really fall into a rut of like comparison when you're playing that game. Um, and so I would just challenge everyone to where if you kind of have that goal, kind of flip the script and say like, I just want to look like myself at my best. Yeah. And be okay with not knowing what that looks like. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Because you'll figure out later. Yeah. But that's we, we talk about that because that's the underlying factor for wanting to lose weight is typically you've seen somebody else. Obviously, it starts with saying, okay, I'm not okay with the way I look. Yes. I want to look differently. I'm not okay with something. But I would say generally it's based off of some image in your mind that you're starting to pursue, which is probably the image of somebody else. Yes. And that's just... That's how it's worked in my life. That's how it's worked mm-hmm, in a lot of people mind. I've talked to. Like you ask them what they want to look like and they point at somebody else. It's like, okay, we need to work on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. If that, You know, that girl's 20 and she's a college athlete. You're not going to look like You're her. You're not going to look like her. Well, that's, I, it's okay that you want to. Yeah. But maybe we need to talk about it and set some realistic expectations for what's real for you, for someone who works a full-time job, who has other responsibilities, who hasn't been doing athletics for 20 for 10 years mm-hmm. and now loves lifting weights and like oh, her body looks great. It's like, dude, you're, you're over 30. You've been working, you work full time. You have, you know, other responsibilities. Let's kind of hone in what your vision could look like. It's that realistic and honest approach between coach and client. Um, and I, what did you just say? You just said that, um, oh, and, and it's okay to not know what your best self is going to look like yet. I thought my best self like was the way I looked in college. And like I look back on pictures and I like I cringe. I'm just like, oh I do I hated the way I looked in college and in pictures. And that just might be, you know, some self criticism and stuff. But I think that you have to be open for this picture in your mind to evolve. Yeah. Growth and health are way different from performance, mm-hmm. too. I mean, Wait, explain they're that. They're way different. So what I mean is that as a trainer, so training and working out are two different things. Those are the kind of the, the diet that I think about when I'm working, mm-hmm. when I have a client that comes in and says, hey, man, I have these goals. And if they're super, super performance driven, if they're super performance driven, that's good. However... As a trainer and training, like you're an hour speaking to trainers, me and my wife, like our primary responsibility is health and wellness mm-hmm. and that should supersede performance for us. So it's like, say losing weight. Okay. I'm not going to eat anything for like two weeks. Yeah. You might perform really well on the scale, but that's not healthy. So it would be healthy would be incrementally dropping your calories by a couple hundred a week. So you lose a pound a week, you do that for six months, and you lose a lot of weight, you look great, that's way healthier than losing 20 pounds in two weeks and high-key starving yourself. Same thing with overload with severe, severe overload training. I did a program one time where I squatted four times a week. It was Oh, I remember over ninety percent it ended up being over ninety percent for the last three weeks. So Squatting four times a week above 90% for four weeks. My legs felt so heavy. It was awful. I PR'd my squat, but I didn't retain the strength mm-hmm. because it wasn't built for the long term. It was like a, 
it's a it was a peak powerlifting program that was only 13 weeks long mm-hmm. and it was severe overload training which allows your body to lift really heavy weight but it's not sustainable and you end up crashing and you have to like take time off afterwards well it depends like think about your goals like are you an elite athlete? Like, are you training for a powerlifting meet or an Olympic meet or a CrossFit competition? If the answer is no, why are you so fixated on the numbers? Like, really, like, what does it matter? Like, I think that if you, if you want to have, like, a personal, like, goal, like, a number goal for yourself because it makes yourself feel good and builds that confidence, that's great. But I think that if you're constantly killing yourself, beating yourself into the ground, trying to reach this goal that might be kind of unattainable, like it might be worth a second look, honestly, because I've found that when I talk to clients who are so obsessed with putting up these certain numbers and they've got this thing in their head that they have to do it, it just... If they don't do it, it ruins everything. And it, and it honestly ends up, I feel like, breaking them down mentally over a period of time. And I believe that the gym should be fun. Like, the gym should yeah. be enjoyable. Because guess what? Enjoyable things last over time. So if you want to train for longevity, you want to train well into your 50s, 60s, even 70s, like... It has to be fun for you. We're not going to do something for decades if it's not fun or if we're dreading it. So if it starts to become something that you kind of dread or you're just so hyper obsessed with all these numbers and certain things you have to do, like take a second look and say like, am I still really enjoying this? Because I mean, the answer might be no. And if the answer is no, you need to, you need to change some things. (laughs) I feel like that's a whole deep hole we could go into. For sure. Definitely a lot of personal experience. But like that for sure. Yeah. But like ba- like performance goals like They're good too. They they're good, I yes. Performance because I'm a performance junkie. You're definitely tailored for performance. Stuff. I'm tailored for I would definitely say more fun. Like I just want to enjoy something. Yeah. And when I start to not enjoy it, my motivation and my discipline decreases where I feel like you are like, even if you absolutely hate it, you're still gonna do it. And both have their pros and cons. Um, But I mean, for clients that, you know, I would say this goes along with like just evaluating their goals in depth is like, are you an advanced athlete? Like, are you training for this certain thing coming up and we need to hit some numbers? Okay, then cool. But if you're just the average Joe coming in and you're telling me I want to bench 350, 400 pounds, I'm going to look at you and be like, okay, like let's... Let's make this realistic and maybe come up with a more realistic training program for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the job of the trainer too. It is. Right? So like the people are coming, clients are coming and they're paying you for your expertise. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not, you. they shouldn't be paying you for you to just do what they want to do. Well, because just guess, kind of go along what they want. Because guess mean, what? With, with guardrails, it doesn't yeah. mean like you don't ever listen to, you obviously listen to your clients, but I just think that a lot of the time you you need to be that backboard for your clients to kind of bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes some just got to like fall and hit the ground. Mm-hmm. You just got to be like, no, like, listen, man, like you want to deadlift 600 pounds, but I'm telling you that that's probably unrealistic for you and you're probably going to get hurt. Like, I know a guy in the gym who, he's a big dude, but he 
I don't know if he's competing or not, but he said like every time he's tried to deadlift over 500 pounds, he's gotten hurt. It's been like three different times, and he's like, I just want to get back oh. to that point. Like I just want to get back to almost being able to hit like 500 or whatever. Oh, and I was gosh. like, maybe you need to think about is this really worth it? Like is the cost benefit ratio yes. worth it for me? Or no? Is, is it your worth body sending for? warning signs? Yeah, like if it's sending <laughs> warning signs, that you're if you're training, if you're a trainer and you have a client and your clients get injured and he's trying to do this thing over and over again. You're like, hey man, like, is this really worth it for you? Because what does it really mean at the end of the day? Yeah. Right? Exactly. If you can deadlift 450, we're but just can't a, deadlift We're just floating on a, a speck in the universe. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Yeah. You're just building in some, <laughs> some perspective. Well, because I would be a fool if someone came to me and a, and a girl came to me with no prior training experience and she was like, I want to squat 300 pounds like this girl I saw on Instagram. And I would be a fool for taking her money and making a quick buck and saying, yeah, sure, let's do it, girl. And then in six yeah. months, this girl's looking at me like, why haven't I squatted 300 pounds yet? Like, yeah. well, it's because you can barely get under the bar. Like, you can barely maintain good form. It's like... If that girl comes to me and says, I want to squat 300 pounds, I'm going to say, all right, let's look at your squat. Let's look at your squat form. Let's uh, talk about how realistic this is to attain. Um, and you need to probably be okay with it taking years. Yeah. Or not happening at all. Or not happening at yeah. all. And that sucks, to be honest. But yeah. it's just the way the, it's just the way it is sometimes. Well, it's, I mean, it, we're human. Yeah. And you got to be okay with, with knowing your body and what you're capable of and you know, learning that as a... But you, you, you learn that though. You really do learn that. The more you get in the gym and the more you lift and the more you figure this out, the pieces will fall into place and you'll understand your body and you'll understand where you perform at. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like here's a personal story. Like I, I always wanted to be able to squat. Like I can't squat 405, but I can squat 270 for 20 reps. I squatted 270 for 20 reps four months ago. But I can't squat over 350 pounds. And I don't know why, but I just can't do it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, Lee? Like, am I going to continue to try to do this? I started to have knee pain. I was starting to have back pain. Mm -hmm. I was like, is this worth it for me? Or am I going to be okay for the rest of my life not be able to go over that amount of weight? It's like... Yeah, I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good. I don't want knee pain. I don't think I don't we want, want knee replacements. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know why that is, but my body just does high reps well and mm -hmm. it just it just my attitude because you're to, it's because you're athletic like you're lean and you're athletic like that is your build like that's your body type like you were not i do not feel like you were born with like this typical power lifter really stocky really thick body type and that's okay because yeah. some people are made like that like i feel like i'm kind of made like that i know people that are made like that but you know it's just it's just about being honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Because you're also very good at sprint work. And yeah. like athletic drills and like the typical like football drills and stuff like that. Like you're good at that stuff, which I'm horrible at. Like so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we're getting at, another thing we're getting at too is you want to put the client and you want to put yourself in a place where you're going to flourish mm -hmm. and grow. Like if you're not made for it, then... You should do it maybe, but do it seldomly and be careful on your body and not, you know, put yourself in a place where you're going to get injured or, or hurt. Listen to the warning signs. If you're 6'4 and 250 pounds, like you can do sprint work, but.
but don't do it all the time because you're gonna kill your joints. It's just if like when I it's just like when I see older people, primarily adults in their forties to sixties, and they're overweight and they say, Okay, I wanna lose weight and the first thing they go do is run. Yeah. It just makes me want to cry just, because it's like you want to lose weight and you want to move your body, which is like both of those are amazing things. But there is a much better way we could do this that is going to put so much less impact on your joints and like way less risk for injury. Like my go-to for anyone who is in that age wanting to lose weight you need to get on a bike, you need to get on a rower, you need to get on a very low impact cardio machine and move your body that way than putting all this stress over and over and over and over and over on your joints. Yeah. And again, elite athletes are exempt kind of from this conversation. No, yeah, we're I'm talking because, like anywhere from like 40 to yeah. like 60 years old. Yeah. yeah Cuz if you're I mean 46 year old even if you're like, you know, a competitive athlete at that age like health and longevity become much more of a priority yes than just like constantly smashing or trying to smash numbers yeah like you said I, I think it's also the same like with crossfit that's really popular in like the the 30s to like 60s population crossfit is really like very community building and like you get to go and see all your friends and you get to do a workout together and like that's great but that's why we see so many injuries and people getting shipped off to the physical therapy offices after they do CrossFit because they're an adult male. They're probably like 30 to 50 pounds overweight. They go to CrossFit in hopes that they'll like lose weight and build muscle and they might, but they're throwing their body around on the ground, doing all these movements in a very quick, very unorganized fashion. And they're surprised that they got injured. So, yeah. I, you know, I would say, like, don't do that if that's your first choice. Like, there are, there are much better ways to try to lose weight while still being very gentle on your body. Just because you want to lose weight doesn't mean you have to, like, kill yourself, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, these are... We've had a lot of thoughts mm -hmm. on fitness the past couple months. Just seeing the games, the CrossFit, the CrossFit, the CrossFit games, games and, and just working with clients and seeing what they what they want and their aspirations and just trying to help people, mm -hmm. help people lose weight, help people look better. It's really simple, but it's also it's also complicated and it can be difficult. Well, it's it's simple, but it's hard to find. Like good health and fitness advice is so difficult to find because the market is so saturated with every guy and woman wanting to put their opinion out there um and here we are putting our opinion and here out we there. are putting our opinion out here We're just like <laughs> but trust us don't trust anybody else <laughs> um no but yeah it's just it's hard and you know it's it's like when you have a symptom, like you have a stuffy nose and you Google it and Google tells you you're about to die. It's like, I feel like it's kind of the same lines when you go to Google these like simple health questions and like the answer is just not straightforward. The answer is not simple and there's so many different things you can do, so many opinions, so many different ways to work out, so many different ways to eat. It's like, what's the right answer? Yeah. So... What is the right answer, Lee? 
Keep it simple, man. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, eat steak and baked potatoes every I day. I swear. I Just swear. Don't Not do everyone that. needs to do that. <laughs> no, it's, it's, that's a good meal, I mean, though. <laughs> that's a general principle, though. It applies to everything, man. It's like, I, my brother told me from this guy on YouTube, it's like, your expenses, I'm sorry, income minus expenses equals savings plus investments. He's like, that's the basic financial principle that everyone has to follow. That's just what it has. Like, uh -huh. if, if income minus expenses equals zero, you have no money, you have nothing invested, you're broke. Mm -hmm. That's it, right? If you, if you eat a bunch, you don't exercise, you have a massive surplus, you're going to gain weight, mm -hmm. no matter what, mm -hmm. right? No if matter you, what. If you don't eat a lot, you're exercising, you're gonna lose weight. Mm -hmm. It's that simple, mm -hmm. right? It's just a plus, plus minus equation. The equation's not difficult. It's definitely difficult to practice. It's your energy input and your energy output. You have to find the formula for it. And if you're taking in less than you're putting out, like you're going to see a positive result. You are. The more you move your body, the healthier you eat, you're going to feel and you're going to look better. Yeah. Can you eat donuts and lose weight though? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other podcast on if you can indulge. Sometimes you don't need to and sometimes you can. Yeah. But if you're trying to lose weight, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta... <laughs> don't. Just don't. Don't. Just don't. That's so hard. Just say no. <laughs> Just go to bed hungry and be okay with it. Yeah, you're way better at that than I am. <laughs> I would have never found my love for baked goods if I never married you. So you're right. That's helpful. Mm -hmm. So I love baked goods now. Yeah, like donuts and no the crullers and cookies and cake. Crullers are so good. I swear, we both have a huge sweet tooth. Yeah, and you can have sweet tooth if you eat well majority of the time, and then it's all about balance, bit. baby. Yeah. 80-20 rule. And tune into our next podcast to hear what that is. <laughs> 80 20 rule. Yeah, it's another principle. It works pretty much in anything. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, this was a really fun conversation, and we'll see you guys in six months. <laughs> Hopefully before that. Hopefully before that, for sure. This was this was chill. This was easy. I think like we can carve out a good 40 minutes. To do this. I mean, yeah. if we can't, that's a problem. So, yeah. We'll see you guys next week. All right. See you guys. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.